ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter, Sabrina Hahn. Thank you, Ro. Happy Easter to you. I had a lovely day off yesterday. Yeah. Took my my other mum, uh, who's 90, um, and her daughter. The two of us took her to Hyde Park for a picnic and it was beautiful. And then it started to rain. So we went up to Kings Park, got out of the car, started to rain. But not a lot. Do you know what? The... Both the parks were heaving with families. Oh, it was so, nice. so beautiful to see, so beautiful. So um, I thought that was a lovely way to spend Good Friday was, you know, in a park. Elena uh, is on the phones today and producing this wonderful show and she was um, – we were having a conversation before about having something about Easter that – it's this gorgeous run of four days off. Mm. You spend time with family typically. Yeah. But no one has to spend the weeks before cooking their fingers off or buying no. presents. Or no. There's something really lovely about the low key. Yeah. Same kind of outcome, but yeah. just a nice low key. I reckon Easter is my, apart from when we had lockdown for COVID, that was seriously <laughs> my favourite time ever in my entire life. <laughs> And Easter because, as you say, you get that run and I... I don't go anywhere over Easter. Mm. Like it's it's just so beautiful. You just stay at home. Your big adventure is going from the G to the East Perth Studios for Roots and Shoots. Absolutely. And you can read. You Mm. can read books, Ro. Is it a good weekend for gardening? Oh, perfect. Now, what happens is traditionally Easter was always the break in the season. Mm -hmm. That's when we used to get our first good rains. Right. Um, It's interesting that this year for the first time – that's sort of happening. a little bit of it around, yeah, down here anyway. Down here and there'll be a fair (laughs) bit up in the Kimberley later on in a couple of weeks or a week. But um, so it's cooler but the soil temperature is still warm. Mm-hmm. The nurseries, all the wholesale nurseries, that the suppliers gear up for the Easter weekend. Right. So five million people hit, you know, <laughs> hardware stores and nurseries yeah. because they have that extended three, four yeah. days off. The projects, they go, oh, I'm going to completely plant out my front verge. Go for it, I say. Yeah. So there's lots of plants around. I was surprised yesterday that, you know, I think it's one of the two days that the big green shed actually yeah, closes. It's, it's closed. And I thought, gee, I bet if they had the opportunity, they'd make some oh, incredible make money on Good killing. Friday. But instead, everyone's waiting this morning to get out there. <laughs> and they were. Do you know when I drove past, because there's a big hardware store near me, when mm-hmm. I drove past there, the car park was just about packed. And that was early on this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Many but I don't eat chocolate. Around. Did you get? Did, have you got lots of eggs in your house? I do. Most yes. of them are to give away. Ah, oh, okay. But of course, one for you, one for me is kind of my philosophy. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little bit fussier. So oh. um, are, are these the little speckled chocolate small Ooh. ones? They're kind of where um, I focus my attention, and I can just grab Ooh. a couple. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, rather than, than sit and eat a whole rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've never liked chocolate even as a kid. So there are five kids, okay, in the family. And I used to stash mine and then I'd try and sell it to the other siblings. Once they'd scoffed all their chocolate, so I'd hide it in various places, but they always found it. So I never made any money out of it. Mm. So it's Easter agave and Easter quinine. (laughs) (laughs) For you then, is it? It is. That's exactly <laughs> right, Ro. Yeah. <laughs> Easter grapes. Little tiny eats. Very good. All right. Well, if you are spending your weekend in the garden, please tell us about it. You're welcome to share uh, photos of what you're up to. Weekends at your.abc.net.au is the email address. To get our calls underway, we're going to go to Beth, who's up in Dongra. Hello, Beth. Hi, ladies. What can we do for you, Beth? Um, I've got... Uh, pumpkins, but I don't know when they're ripe. Ah, okay. So where the pumpkin stalk 
connects to the the rest of the vine, that needs to shrink in a bit. It's like its umbilical cord. So it needs to shrink in a little bit and go brown in colour. If it's green, your pumpkins aren't ripe yet. And do you go colour of the pumpkin too? Um, you know, yes, but that's not really a good indication. Because right. there's a lot of variation in skin colour. Which pump? What pumpkins have you got? They're um, uh, a ja- uh, the ones Jap- that are ra- no, 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 the ones that are long. Oh, okay, butternut. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Okay, <laughs> so the butternut pumpkin should actually get that sort of yellowy, orangey colour. Um, but have a look at the umbilical cord. If it's um, if it's dry and brownish, then your pumpkins are good to go. And also, I heard that you can't cut it right at. You've got to cut some of that umbilical cord off when you. Yeah, you've cut got to it. leave. You leave some of that. You leave some of the stem on, so it needs to be just a couple of centimeters long. Otherwise, right. your pumpkins can rot. Great. Well, I've got 13 so far. Oh, little legend. Pumpkin soup, pumpkin scones, pumpkin. Do you know the great thing? Pumpkins store for a year. Oh. If you wrap them in just paper towel and then put them in a dark cupboard, don't forget them for two years. (laughs) You'll know about it. You'll know that. (laughs) They'll remind you they're there. But they're very, very long storing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they use them as pig food because they'd harvest in the in the summer, the end of summer, and then they'd be able to feed it to, this is in the Northern Hemisphere, when it was full of snow and ice and pestilence and misery, <laughs> basically. Uh, they had something to give to the uh, turnips and pumpkins with a, with a go. Yeah. Probably disgusting kale. I would have somehow scored that. <laughs> I love that you think kale's <laughs> disgusting. I do too. Um, thank you, Beth, in Dongra. Let's head to Byford now. Herbert's there. Hello. Hello. Hi, ladies. Um, I'm uh, um, just inquiring about pruning in general, but the fig mm. trees in particular at this time of the year. Yep. Uh, how hard could I go on, on a fig tree? Can you wait a little bit longer, Herbert, or do you have to do it this week? No, no, I, I, I'm waiting for your advice. Oh, oh what? <laughs> no oh, pressure. No pressure. Um, okay, so leave it till June, Herbert, and you can prune oh. your fig tree. You can take two-thirds off because that's what I do every year because I want to be able to reach the figs. Oh, okay, yeah, make it uh, leprechaun friendly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the one, Herbert. And, you know, as the years go on, I appear to be getting shorter. So, uh you can't reach as far. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so the fig tree will probably come down a little bit more this year. Yes, but uh, now um, if it's possible for a fig, uh, not for, uh, for uh, pears and apple trees, uh, wait till, say, uh, June or later. Uh, you, yeah, wait for a bit later because uh, your apple trees are probably fruiting or have just finished fruiting or are fruiting now. Oh, they're fruiting now. Um, yeah, they're fruiting now. So wait until July, Herbert. Oh, thank you so much. May, June, July, somewhere around there, depending on your, the variety of apples. Yeah. Thank you, Herbert. Nice to hear from you. Carol says, please ask Sabrina the best way to prevent our, or treat wintergrass. I couldn't get rid of it all last year, so oh. I know there will be a whole load this year. Yes, um, I actually quite like winter grass because it's sort of soft and feathery looking. So I just mow mine, but um, and then it comes back every year. There is a, a specific winter grass killer, so it's what we call a selective herbicide for winter grass. Um, and the other thing we'll need to be thinking about soon is bindi. So you can get those selective herbicides. I can't give you product names, but the most important thing is when you go to get the wintergrass killer is that you look at what grass you can spray because some of them are made for the broadleaf some of them some of the some of them are suitable for for the fine leaf like cooches and santa anna and stuff like that. 
So there's lots of alternatives out there for winter grass, but you need to spray now. Okay. There you go, Carol. Um, Elizabeth would like to know if it's okay to bury finely chopped food scraps in her garden beds rather than compost them. Definitely. That's what everyone used to do in the olden days that didn't have rats or Labradors. Um, You can bury those straight into your ground now. It breaks down really, really quickly if it's sort of smaller particles and you bury it 20 centimetres deep. If you have rats, don't bury it shallow, which is what I did, and the rats came and dug everything up and ate them. Uh, So it's great. The worms absolutely love it. Very good. Uh, Campbell in Waikiki says, Happy Easter. Right back at you, Campbell. Um, When is the best time to plant garlic? How should I prepare the soil? Now. So garlic planting time is any time from March, March, April, May. You need to get it in before winter. So there was this uh, old person's tale where you put it in on the shortest day of the month and harvest it on the longest day of the month. Uh, That was really for the Northern Hemisphere, not for here. So you need to get your garlic in now. Prep the soil really well because you are not going to fertilise that garlic for quite a few, uh, like a couple of months, and it's a long-term crop. So you plant it now, you're going to harvest it December, January, February, depending on the variety. Don't put uh, manure where the clove comes into contact. So you buy your bulb of garlic, you break it all up into individual cloves. You put the blunt end down, not the pointy end down. So the blunt bum goes down in the soil uh, and you need to bury it two to three times the depth of the clove. Very good. There you go. Uh, there's your answer, re garlic. Hey, I've got to tell you, during the week, mm-hmm. I met a lovely woman um, through work, and her name's Rel. Yeah. And she and she told me uh, brilliantly, uh, making connection around um, how she and her partner Anne had called the show or texting, I think it was from memory, um, a few months ago with their belga or oh um, yeah yeah grass tree yeah. That was dead. Yeah. I think they sent us a photo and, and suggested whether if they burnt, if oh, they yeah, 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 were to yeah. burn it, would it yeah. come back to life? Yeah. And you and I, you know, laughed, yes. I think, on air laughed. quite robustly. I remember that, laughing. Mm. You know, if it's dead, it's dead yes. and yeah. fire won't bring it back to life. So they let it go. They mm. didn't. I don't think there was any burning done. But she told me that this week her partner, mm. Anne, went out to have a look at said Belga mm. and there were two little green <gasps> shoots. <laughs> wow. And they're now calling said Belga Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't uh, dead, but he was in fact dormant. Quite, uh, quite fitting <laughs> for this time of the year, Rose. Do you know, the Belga trees are... Okay, so 50% of your Belga trees are going to die when you relocate them. That's how they're fickle things. But they can take years to die and obviously they can actually resurrect themselves and go, I'm not dead with, I'm not dead yet. I think they meant to wait till Sunday for that bit. Peaked early. That is a beautiful story though. Uh, And Anne and um, uh, Rel also sent a text in this morning. Say thank you and lovely to meet you during the week. Um, Kay is in Safety Bay. Hello, Kay. Oh, hello there. Hello, Kay. Hi. Um, I'm in Safety Bay, yes. I've just got a question about a grevillea that's gone yellow. Mm-hmm. I've probably been in about 10 months and it went really well over winter and flowered in spring. Yep. And then it started going yellow and I've cut some off, but it's pretty much all yellow now. Okay. And which grevillea is it, Kay? No idea. <laughs> I know it goes to about a metre tall, but okay. it's pink. Sorry. Right. Okay. So... Now, lots of the grevilleas do not like alkaline soil and they go yellow because they can't access any iron or magnesium. So you'll have those, and and manganese, you'll have those shortage in alkaline soil, which Safety Bay definitely has. So the other thing that happens is they get a fungal disease, like a root rot, um, and off they go. But it's usually to do with the alkalinity. So that 
particular grevillea may not be suitable for alkaline soils. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... so, so it's not a fertiliser thing, it's just maybe the wrong grevillea? Well, you, yeah, I'd say it's the wrong grevillea. You can try right. adding trace elements, but the problem is you're going to have to continue to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right. um, do you have a ball? Ah, uh, yes, it does, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's part Even, of a group oh, okay. complex, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it does have a bore. Okay, and so it's the, probably watered too much, maybe. Yeah, so too much water. The bore water's alkaline. The soil's alkaline, and the grevillea is not happy. Basically, it will end up dying. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Good news for Kay. Yeah. Um, let's go to Ingrid instead in Bunbury. Hello, Ingrid. Hello, 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 Ingrid. Yeah, um, I just have a question about a. a Fig tree. I have a fig tree. Um, it's in a pot, mm-hmm. uh, with a large pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been. I've had it for several years now, probably um, maybe five five years or so. But it just doesn't seem to grow. It is doesn't it, progress. You know? Is it in full sun? Um. Well, maybe not. Okay. So, so figs. If you've got a fig tree that's not moving, which is very unusual, Ro, because fig trees are like, well, I don't know, they just grow like weeds. Mm. So if it's not moving in terms of growth, then it may not have developed a root system. Fig trees like the heat. They want it hot. They want full sun. They have their bikinis on. They don't care about putting sunscreen on. They just go, oh, no, bring it on. I am in the Bahamas, (laughs) Um, which yours obviously isn't in the Bahamas. So um, I would take it out of the pot, have a look at the root system. You may be giving it too much water. The the potting mix may be too heavy for it. They strike really well in just about pure sand. So mm. I'd mix the potting mix up with some perlite. 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 Mm. Um, is it just me or mm. did you hear police sirens yes. and then Ingrid's indicator go? Yes, <laughs> yes I was, I was a little, a little bit little worried there. <laughs> anyway, Ingrid, I hope you're okay. <laughs> Yes, and everyone, drive safe, please. This safely, I should say, this Easter. Um, a few more texts to get through. Uh, Dale in Yanship, how can I get my Tahitian lime to fruit all year? Well, you won't, <laughs> basically. Uh, they, they don't fruit all year. <laughs> Nothing fruits all year. You get them from somewhere else. Well, the non- yeah, that's yeah. right. They come from overseas. Um, but Tahitian limes fruit... Pretty well for eight months of the year, but they have they have a little they have to have a quiet time. Tao's like, asking a lot of his station life. Good grief! <laughs> um, no, just let it rest in between. Poor Tahitian lime, <laughs> flogged to death. Um, oh, Helen just wanted to point out with regards to r- growing garlic. Mm. Um, she says my rule for garlic is plant beginning of footy ah. season and pull up at the end. Ah, her guardrails. The, the footy season seems to go on endlessly, <laughs> though, Ro. I swear to God, it goes for eight months of the year. Now, only for the men's competition, 23 weeks and a couple of weeks of finals, 26 weeks. Oh, seems to go on longer than that. Oh, there's a bye in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the draft and then the pre-season Yeah, exactly. Stuff. All that, all, that's all you ever hear about. There's always something. Unless we're talking gardening, of course. Of course. Speaking, Speaking of gardening and sport, sport. <laughs> um, I, I believe that there was uh, – uh, a big sort of golf tournamenty thing over overseas. Only the biggest yeah, well, I've golf heard tournament of, it, but... of the year. Um, the US Masters. I thought you might have, only because the grounds of Augusta National are considered the most exquisite. Right. Um, like they are perfectly, beautifully manicured. Yeah. You know, all the flowers and trees and waterways. It looks it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. But last night um, there was some windy weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the trees, in fact, yeah. toppled straight over. And oh. Corbin Middlemass was talking. It's been in sort of in the news headlines, but Corby, right. when we talked to him about sport this morning, um, he was talking about it. And 
he was had a theory, which yes. seemed to be based on a little bit of common sense, right? That because the gardens are so well manicured mm. and so much effort is put in, a lot of watering and those sorts of things, yeah. Um, and to keep it that way, the roots are also contained and might be quite shallow. Ah, yes. And so perhaps when the wind came, which I can bring you, bring up a photo for you mm. um, of what the tree. Oh, now of course I've lost it, but um, what the tree looked like. Oh, all over. It's actually, rather than growing vertically, it's definitely <laughs> horizontal. The whole root system's come out. Now, that is a pine and pine tree. So when you've got trees near a golf course, one of their main concerns is the root system of the trees getting into the lawn area. So they do try and restrict them. This pine tree is right on the edge of the green, so that would be getting a lot of water. Mm. And so I reckon the root system is rotting or has had too much water. And the whole thing's just gone, <laughs> boop, yep. like roots and all, gone. But, you know, that's it. I've never thought about going to golf courses for gardening. Did that I'm um, I have a new, a whole new attitude towards golf courses now. Yep. I'm going to go check some out. You might have to. You could start some tours. You could combine your love oh. of sport with your <laughs> love of gardens. Oh, because my take knowledge. Take people on tours. Oh, my knowledge of sport, Rose. And if you don't, you know, you don't want to play nine holes or 18 holes, you mm. could drive the buggy mm. or just be a passenger. Absolutely. You know, yeah. or wait at the 19th hole. I'd wait at the 19th hole. Well, I have a little wander around. Are you allowed to just wander? You probably have to pay. Oh, to there'd be rules and stuff oh, associated with it. They can be pretty stuffy kind oh, of places mm. with strict rules, but that's mm. okay. Just make sure you've got a collar on your shirt. And- yeah, and I'd say I'm bringing a gardening tour through hmm. all the famous golf courses. There's something there for you, sir. There might even be people that like <laughs> golf. <laughs> they could. I played two holes once. And? Oh, it was so boring. <laughs> well, I kept missing Mini the golf. ball. What about? No, proper golf. Oh. <laughs> but I kept missing the ball and that, they count that as a st- That does a make it quite frustrating. Oh, and then I couldn't find it once I hit it. It's all right. And you did too. You're a good gardener. That's then I went matters. to the bar. <laughs> Carmel has called. Good morning, Carmel. Oh, good morning, ladies. Happy Easter. Ah, to same to you, Carmel. <laughs> I have phoned up. I have a, uh, a few rose bushes in um, in pots. Yeah. And um, I've got this wonderful one that has a beautiful bright orange rose, but it only flowers about once or twice a year. Yep. And it just grows and grows really tall. And I've pruned it down to try and shock it or whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it and it's unshockable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seems to be. <laughs> Do you know which, what rose it is? No idea. No. How old is it? Ah, uh, it'd be about uh, three and a half, four years old now. Is it a climber or a shrub, you like a bush rose? Well, I thought when I uh, bought it that it was just a bush rose. Right. But I think it must be a climber, climber because it just grows up, yes. Okay, so what I want you to do, Carmel, it's running a bit late in the season to do it. I want you to take one of the branches and put a lead weight, like a fishing weight, yes, lead weight yes. on it, so it bends the branch down. Mm-hmm. And if it starts shooting canes, uh, new shoots from where the bend is in the in the stem, and grows yeah. flowers on that, you've got a climber. Oh right! Oh well, that'll be interesting. Mm. I will do that today. <laughs> so yes. yeah, but you've got to do it while there's sap run. So you've only got about six, four to six weeks left. Yep. All the best, Carmel. Good luck with that. Happy Easter to you, Philip's in Forestfield. Hey, Philip. Hello, happy Easter to you, ladies. Ah, thank you. Um, you were talking about figs in pots earlier on. Yes. So I thought I'd just tell you. I got a friend in England. Yes. He bought a fig tree from he thinks Spain. Yes. Spent a thousand bucks on it. The trunk is as thick as his thigh. Wow. It's obviously been pruned to buggery and it was estimated to be between fifty and a hundred years old. Oh, oh my god. 
God, how marvellous. So people who say you can't grow or they have to be taken out of the pots, clearly that's nonsense. Oh, no, no, no. I've seen, well, figs and citrus in uh, Europe that are literally hundreds of years old. One of the best figs I've ever seen was a 300-year-old fig that had been espaliered up this big barn, like it was a, where they kept the, oh, wow. um, the cattle in winter, and yeah. it would have been, the barn would have, the roof would have been seven metres high. It was espaliered in a tight fan, and it's one of the most spectacular things I've wow. ever seen in my entire life. Yes, and now he's hoping, of course, that the variety he's got will actually thrive in the south of England. Ah, oh, well, that'd be fantastic. We need to uh, we need to find it. we need feedback. So you have to give <laughs> us feedback. I will. Thank you, thank Good you, on you, thank Philip. you, Philip. Thanks for calling. Um, speaking of cattle, listen to this from Anne mm-hmm. Sab. Hi, Sabrina and Roe. Very excited yesterday oh. to plant a citrus hedge on our property oh. with the help of my son. I woke this morning only to see my Jersey cow head through the fence, having pulled up and happily munching ah. on. <laughs> All oh, except no. three sad remaining bits. Grr. No. But hard to stay cross with her enjoying an Easter breakfast <laughs> planted just for her. <laughs> Don't you love nature? It's like, oh, thank you so much. This is the best <laughs> breakfast I've ever had. I'll give you beautiful milk. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Linda says, Don't go wandering around a golf course, Sab. They yell at you. I oh, know. Do they? I tried oh. to go for a walk when I was holidaying at the Vines Resort <laughs> in the Swan Valley. Actually, that, that is a point. Like where if a golf ball's flying at like 60k an hour, you don't want to come into contact with it, do no, you? No, well, that was what I was laughing at with Corby because there's a term in golf that you shout fall oh. and that's when the ball's gone you oh, know, over towards other people, you know, oh. because you've strayed off your fairway and you're on oh. someone else's or whatever right. and it's sort of the heads up that okay. you might get hit. <laughs> but you're not, not normally expecting A dirty great big pine tree. <laughs> A big pine tree to, to take you right out. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, must be about that time. Oh, I think it is. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Now, I, I don't know where you're planning on going today because mm. you won't top last week. That's I know. impossible. I, I don't think I could ever top I'm last week. I'm not sure week. you could either. No. But a little bit like last week, there is a theme to this. Okay. Um, and it is an Easter theme. And people may not have heard this song. Uh, certainly uh, I haven't listened to it since I was about seven when my dad used to listen to it. Uh, so this is, this is Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong singing, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Oh, beautiful. 27 oh. to 10 roots and shoots. And there is so many of you wanting to know more about when Sab's garden will appear on Gardening Australia. Oh, I'll yeah. ask her about that on the other side of her pick of the week. Here you go. I've been a Roman Romeo, my Juliet's have been many, but now my Roman days have gone. Love divided in two, won't do, so I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm everything I've got on. Oh, Savvy, I said you couldn't top it, but oh, no, I don't there isn't said... the volume of texts no. rushing through to no. say this is amazing, but mm. the positivity oh. is absolutely there. The first text said, oh, lovely in capital letters, choice, like oh. just really happy with. We've got lots of claps and emoji and um, treble clef, is that the musical yes, thing? Yes, yeah. Um, uh, emojis coming through from Nola in Bunbury. Sab, best music pick ever. Oh. 
I grew up with Satchmo and Ella and I'm so happy to hear them on your program. That's from M. I'm working at the moment and it's made my day with Aww. a thumbs up from someone else. Sam in Jero. Sabrina, good pick this week. Oh, Very Sam. nice to wake up while I make banana pancakes for oh, breakfast. Oh, swing some of those past the studio. Mm. Um, Annie in Chidlow. Very cool. Lovely to hear these old crooners. My lounge went black and white for a while Aww. there. Another hit in capital letters, Sabrina. I love this segment. Happy Easter from Wendy. Jason from Harvey. Oh, <laughs> I got excited. Jason oh. was actually... Uh, telling us that last down. week's podcast isn't oh. up, so a oh. little wrap over the knuckles. <laughs> but nice to know people are looking for the podcast, of course. Not good that's not there. So we no. will have a look at what's going on, Jason. Thank you for alerting us to that. Uh, Peter says, beautiful, beautiful Ella. What a ch- what a voice. Uh, current singers could learn heaps. Thanks, ladies. Uh, Lucy in Hammond Park. Good morning, ladies. I absolutely adore this style of music. Oh. Easy to bop around the home to. Wonderful choice. We had a caller call in and just to say, you know, this was from the era when music was music. Oh, it is so good, isn't it? I mean, um, I absolutely love and adore the, the, the two of them. Uh, and my dad used to listen to that style of music all the time, was always in the background. Mm. I always used to imagine myself dancing to it like really poshly, <laughs> like proper posh with stiletto heels and... That kind of thing, Ro. Oh, you're pro- when you're um, fox. Man, fox fur. Absolutely. Uh, Lee says, lovely lyrics. Thanks a lot. Lovely song while I eat my homemade banana cake and sip on tea this fine morning. Ah, people oh, are having brekkies. Um, Barb in Geraldton. Brilliant sab. Potting up in the garden. Mm. Uh, did a little boogie. <laughs> Thank you. That's us biased, Barb, I should say. Uh, great choice, Sabs. Loved it from Jill. Hi, Ro. Love Ella and Satchel. Great pick. Judy and Cardup. Loved it. Happy Easter from Helen in Rockingham. Love this morning's song. Best music pick today. Thank you. Happy Easter from Gabby and Trevi. Was it's a winner. It is, that most was definitely. a bloody winner. Speaking of winners. Yes. You oh. know our mate, Dr. Loverbug. Yeah. Uh, he's was he a, was he an award winner prior to coming on our program or well, uh, is I he think, now just the award winning Dr. Daryl Hardy? Yeah, I think I think we highlighted just how marvellous he is. So I think I think that uh, old Doctor. Well, it's interesting that even the science department now call him Doctor Bugalucks, <laughs> which was something that we penned on him uh, many years ago. So we've bought the very very famous. Dr. Daryl Hardy, Acker, Dr. Bugalugs, Acker, Dr. Loverbugs, <laughs> on air this morning for a very special award that he won. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. I don't know where to go after that intro. <laughs> I'll just say that uh, your music pick was really good. You liked it? Move on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> look, my dad, uh, yeah. I reckon I reckon you're going to go home today and play uh, um, uh, an old CD, I mean an yep. old um, video of Hello Dolly, so you can listen to more chat <laughs> show, aren't you? <laughs> That's actually a great idea. That's a fa- What are you going to do today, Daryl? Well, I'm going shopping. Uh, I've already been tidying up the garage because I figure once you can't find one thing in your garage, then it's time to tidy it up. One thing? Well, yeah, there's always the thing you need, you see, and if you can't find it, you need to actually tidy up. It's Mm. a good sign. I've seen your garage, though, Daryl. I'd say it's pretty well organised, well, compared to mine. Yeah, well, well, I haven't seen your garage, but um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Behave, you two. It's as messy as my brain. It's just oh, stuff oh, all no, over the place. Well, you know what they say. Well, it shouldn't be. If you've got a messy brain, you should have a tidy garage. And <laughs> well, Daryl, um, tidy garage, tidy mantelpiece. Where is it that the Dr. David Banks Biosecurity Lifetime Achievement Award is going yeah. to sit? Uh, well, we're at the moment, it's sitting. It's it's a it's a piece of glass. It looks like a. It's got a sail on it, and it's got you know it's all in in sort of embossed sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And it's sitting on the dining room table at the moment because we Aww. haven't quite worked out what to do with it. <laughs> Congratulations. Doesn't it have? Oh, isn't thank it in, encrusted and encased with different insects and? Perhaps some mm. Queensland fruit fly larvae, <laughs> or or yeah, I've, yeah. I've, 
Yeah, I've got a few bits. Well, yeah, somebody said that there could be one one of two bookends. I need another award <laughs> to get up to some books. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you've been with Deeper, well, whether you know, several name changes for long enough that you, I reckon you could probably squeeze in another one, Daryl. Yeah, your oh, little no, bookend. No, no, no. As, as you know, I'm pulling the pin I know. later next month. So, I know. Uh, and, and I will clock up. It's four. I think I've got four weeks to go, and I've clocked up 48 years. Of, yeah. Um, but they only get 20 years for murder, so it's like <laughs> two and a half sentences already. But I think what people don't um, don't appreciate is is that. You know all the all the different biosecurity things you've been involved in over the many many years has you know it's kept Western Australia safe from lots of little beasties and diseases that we don't actually want here. And of course, you were instrumental in um, in developing the the um, My Pest Guide Reporter app. Yeah, well, that was a necessity because I was cutting our funding at the time, so we had to find a way to keep the information coming in. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, so um, look, that you know, in adversity, you you, you think <laughs> around, you know, out of the square or out yep. of the circle. Or, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and look, it's not me. It's the no, team, I know you've you know? got a massive I, team. Yeah, well, of six. Say, don't say that because six then the people. want to cut no. funding. We've got, we've got an adequate team <laughs> that could actually do with more resources. Yeah. Um, so people but, uh, yeah. people don't know, but I've been to where you work, Daryl, and if people knew that you're in a building that should have been demolished after World War One, uh, <laughs> and you're basically it. given a piece of string, a couple of tin cans and a... Uh, and some fly mesh, the the astonishing work that is done by your very small and capable team is astonishing. I remember going and seeing the how you bred the um, the sterile fruit fly larvae. It was yeah. it was one of the most magical things. And then the blowflies pollinating blueberry bushes. All yeah. that all that stuff goes on in the most underfunded. <laughs> Department that are so important for our biosecurity in WA. People have got yeah. no idea. No, well, that's right. Well, look, we just, you know, my scientists just like playing with things and, and, and making things happen. They yeah. don't, you know, and this is why I feel all goosebumpy when you start talking about David Banks' award because, you know, yeah, it's not sort of yeah. You know, it's not about me. It's about yeah. You know, it's about the work we do and things like that. You know. And, yeah. Yeah. And and look, I don't think scientists will change. I mean, my mate Andy Zito, the beetle boy. If you give him a microscope and a tray full of dead beetles, I mean, you'll keep him happy for about five years. So, and there's and there's lots of people like that. So, do you know what I'm most excited about your retirement, Daryl? Is I'm going to flog you to death <laughs> still when, you do, right. but you won't be under the. Uh, you'll be out. Oh. You. Oh, he won't be a public you servant. Go free range, go yeah. feral. Yeah. Oh, we boy. are so <laughs> going to go feral from this point I on. I might be institutionalised. I might be able to go feral. That, yeah, I no. might, I might be the, that's a recessive gene. I don't have that gene, maybe. You know, so Daryl, I've you, seen you. I know you can be feralised. Oh, right, but that's off the airwaves. <laughs> You are possibly going to have to come and be the host of Roots and Shoots because I'm not coming. I'm not going to have you both on together and be responsible. So it'll be you well, two you've on done your that own. Before, you survived, and, and, yes. and, and look, I think it's a good time to introduce that. You know, you, you got Ro a nickname, but we've discussed this, Sabrina. You've got to actually give me doc, well, uh, uh, the audience gave me Doctor Bugger's like Bugger yeah. You changed the love. So we've got to actually improve on Ro. We've got to call a Roeo after the plant because you saw oh. the plant show now. Yes. We discussed this. We did, we did. But I don't I don't like Moses in the cradle isn't Roe. It's definitely not her. That's the trouble oh, with no, Roe. She's angelic, isn't she? She's oh, she yes. oh yes. she actually she and is. And Rowanna means sweet and gracious. Oh, it does too. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll take yeah. you up on that then, Daryl. I'll take you up on that. Okay. Anyway, anyway congratulations. Look, thanks, thanks for the, yeah, look, and I actually plugged the ABC on Drive the other day, so you, you should get a few more ticks for that. <laughs> <laughs> And in my in my recorded speech, there's a little bit there just thanking you and some of the other media outlets in Western Australia for, for actually taking on board the biosecurity message and, you know, yeah. hel- helping to protect our environment and, you know, in our industries and our way of life, our gardens, everything. So, look, it's, like I said, 
it's a team effort and it's not just government it's 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 everybody mm. in the community so yeah. um that's the way i look at it yeah good on Beautiful. you daryl thank you for talking to us the award-winning dr bugalugs yeah. love a bug dr daryl hardy uh, great to talk to you and have a wonderful and happy Easter. What a Absolutely. good man. Oh, he's a champion. And his team, like they're tiny. So I think there's mm. about six of them. Well, if he keeps turning nothing into something and know. you know, getting funding cut and then winning I awards, know. what I hope know. have they got? They'll be, they'll be just a few of them. I know. Um, Sam from Jero actually followed up with another text. Ah. Can I just say, Sab, that Dr. Bugalugs does in no way sound as old as he must be. 48 ah. years, of course. Did he say 48, yeah, 48 years? That's years ridiculous. He sounds like he's in his 30s. Yep. And I honestly thought he was only mid-30s. Congratulations on he the award. He looks mid-30s, I have to say. And um, he he just – I think anyone that's passionate about what they do, like us, mm. we yes. sound young. <laughs> People are shocked. Oh, I am young. Well, actually, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Sa- by Sam's definition, in your thirties is yeah, young. So yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm scraping in. Uh, all right, let's get back to your calls. It's twelve away from ten. This is Roots and Shoots with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Catherine, you've been ever so patient. You can get us back underway with questions and calls. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. How can we help you today? I sent through an email oh. to Sabrina. Yes. Um, the leucodendron. Yes, I'm just bringing it up for needs, Sab. Oh, yes. It needs pruning. It does so indeed. Uh, now, with leucodendrons, you cannot go hard, so you can't take more than a third off, Catherine. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll do that. And then the other photo is our dichondra. Yes. Something's definitely wrong with it, but we don't know what. Okay, so it is. Suggestions? Yes, I know exactly what it is. It's a uh, little leaf miner, and it gets in there and it chews all the leaf off, and including mm-hmm. the stalk. So you need to go and buy a caterpillar specific spray, and you need to mm-hmm. spray the entire dichondra. Okay. And do it once. That will dispel. The things? Yes, it will kill the little <laughs> yep. larvae. It's the larvae okay. that's doing the trick. So spray right. it once and then do it again in three weeks' time. Right. Okay. But don't do it if it's going to rain, Catherine, so you're going to have to wait right. till after the rainfall. All right, I'll leave that for Charles to do then. Okay. <laughs> Good idea, Catherine. Uh, okay, and the other thing is very sadly. I've been listening to your podcast while I've been over in Queensland, but we don't get to hear your pick of the week on the podcast. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, there's there's rules around us oh, being able to yeah. broadcast the music on a podcast. It's so, it? yeah. yeah oh, really? It, it's so a I bit of a bummer. guess what it is each week. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, good. No, but anyway, good, good to hear it and thanks for your podcast. I will, I no will worries. Actually, I'll text you what it was, Catherine. <laughs> each week. <laughs> write that number down. I know, Catherine. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, also, thank you to Catherine. We should make mention of the high-resolution photos that yeah. she sent has yeah. made it very easy to be able to zoom in and have a good look at. Absolutely. Um, which, yeah, is just also super helpful. So if you are sending an email to perthweekends at your.abc.net.au, it often asks you, would you like to reduce the size of your files because it will probably send faster, but you are better off um, keeping it at that bigger um, resolution so that we get a good quality photo for Sab to have a look at and help you out. Um, David has also been patient. He's in Leaderville. Hey, David. Hello, all. Um, how are you going? Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, I'm just ringing up. I've got our, our neighbours have this enormous big eucalypt tree, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means that there's a little garden bed, a couple of couple of square metres adjacent to our back door that we would like to put plants in, yeah. but we always struggle because the shade, yeah. the interception of water, the roots, everything else. Yeah. And I've been yeah. thinking of different different things and I kind of want to get a, I guess, a leafy garden. Yep. And my latest plan that I was thinking of is worthwhile pursuing is some of these indoory type things like monsterias and yep. and aspidistras and stuff, which may not need deep roots. I'm yeah. not quite sure. Monsterias will or definitely pots. grow. <laughs> oh, pots pots yeah. are, are really good, but if you go away... Of course, you have to have someone to yeah. water them. So monsteras, philodendrons will work. Mm-hmm. Also, any of the grasses, like any of the lamandras or the carex, uh, yep. C-A-R-E-X, 
will work. Um, ground covers are no good because of the amount of leaf litter that falls mm, from yes. eucalyptus trees and they get Yes, we can, completely I could write covered. a lovely little calendar um, for this tree saying which months, the sticks, yep. the leaves, the yep. fruit, the flowers, the Abs- blah, the blah, the absolutely. blah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so all those, um, Chef Lara, the dwarf, the dwarf umbrella tree will do really well. Ah, yep. um, so not Pymelia. Uh, it'll come. It's gone. I'm no uh, help to you. I'm no, sorry. I'm looking at Rose. <laughs> Rose is going, don't look at me. Um, so, but any of the Philodendron Monstera line will do really well. And also, surprisingly enough, the... Um, Skindapsis, which is a bulb. So some of the bulbs actually do quite well. So what was that one? Skindapsis? Skindapsis. Um, so With some of the bulbs, yeah, will do quite well. But I'd have okay. a look at all the sort of the hardier, you know, even the aspidistra. I don't mind an aspidistra. Aspidistra. You can get a variegated one, which is quite nice. Mm. Smile, nod. Mm. Yep. That's it. That's it, Ro. You're all over it. (laughs) Good on you, David. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We'll head up to Clarkson now. Hello, Warren. Hello. Happy Easter, ladies, and to your listeners. Um, The lady who had a problem uh, with the roses, I'm not sure of um, whether this is an actual um, solution or not, but Mm. uh, I'll bow to your expertise. (laughs) Um, Clint Eastwood uh, in a movie called Grand Torino. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I've had, seen that. Had a lady put banana peels on the roses. Ah. And I've been doing it ever since, and it's fantastic. Um, and I soak them first now. Ah, so yes. That they're very, yes. Yep. And then pour it on. And I'm yep. pouring it on everything. Uh, <laughs> lemons, limes, you name it. Wow. And they just go gangbusters okay. as well as the flowers. Perfect. That's the so, yeah. um, so who would have thought that Clint Eastwood was a gardener? Um, <laughs> I think it was his neighbour. <laughs> he oh, just wanted to know why gardener. the hell she was throwing the rubbish on. <laughs> so the thing about the banana peel is any fruit that you put into water, um, so banana peel has potassium in it, which, is, which yep. plants love, and any fruit that you put in water actually starts to ferment. And that that whole yeast and microbes that develop in there, you, when you put that on a plant, the plant can access those nutrients. So you're right, Warren. Um, so, you know, you, you can put your bananas, your apples, whatever. Um, yep. Bananas smell less than some other fruit. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, why waste them, I say. Eat a banana, then stick the peel in a bucket. Leave it for, do you leave it for a few days or a week? Yes, a week. A week, yep. And you had a fig question, Warren, before we let you go? Fig trees. Um, When's the best time to make the cuttings and then try try and uh, grow from the cuttings? Is there a good time? Yep. So winter is really good, Warren, and you can take your cuttings 30, 40, 50 centimetres long and you go into the semi-hardwood, so not the tip growth but the middle where it's still a bit, you can bend it a bit, but it's not solid. There we go. Thank you, Warren. Have yourself a happy Easter. Uh, Tom in Bangkok, you know, earlier in the show someone – Sent a text. I think they were in South oh. Korea or something. So oh. it's good to have our international listeners joining in. Um, good morning from Bangkok. Tom wow. says, listen every week. Love the show. Happy oh, Easter. Tom. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. You can have a beautiful garden in Bangkok. Oh. Well, if you're not in an apartment and you have enough, actually, there's not a lot of gardens in Bangkok. No, but... Well, it's a lot Elsewhere of building. In Thailand, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful, beautiful climate for gardens. Mm. Mm. Uh, plenty of text still we can get through. Uh, Rachel in Ellenbrook, good morning. We've got a 30 metre verge to take care of. I've sprinkled Ooh. the dried deadheads from last year's verge wildflowers. Oh. I didn't do much prep, didn't manage to weigh the seeds accurately, and haven't covered with pea straw. Do they still stand a chance of putting on a good show next season? Absolutely. Hmm. In fact, I wouldn't cover them with pea straw because because a lot of them won't come up. What I would do, however, is when you've thrown all the seeds around, is get a rake and just rake it. Okay. Uh, Richard, Dr. Bugalug's pest app 
is called My Pest Guide Reporter. My Pest Guide Reporter. So go to your app store and uh, find that one. Thank you. Morning, ladies. I have a moonlight grevillea. Is this type okay for Port Kennedy, Paul would like to know? Well, moonlight, as long as you don't have bore water. So moonlight is one of the the bigger um, floriferous ones. Uh, so... If you've got bore water, don't put moonlight in. If it's just the sandy soil, the alkaline soil, they will do quite well. All right. Our last caller for the morning, Elizabeth, is in Albany. She's not quite ready. That's all right. We can answer another text. Hi, ladies. When to remove leucospermum? Yep. Yep. And how much to remove? Oh, you want to remove it. I wonder why. Oh, so leucospermum is really lovely. Uh, you can't transplant them if that's what they're wanting to do and you can't take more than a third off. You can't go into the really hard wood because it will die. All right. Elizabeth is now ready. She's in Albany. Hello. Hello. What can we do for you, Elizabeth? Well, mainly I want to say a huge thank you to Sabrina. Oh. I think she's lovely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because I'm listening to her this morning. She actually finally identified this ginormous weed I've got beside the garage. Ah. Apparently I've gr- I'm growing a philodendron monster. Ah, yes, yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> Great well done. Big thing with leaves four foot long, you know, yeah. and sort of thing. And they're Shit. they're um they're they're a beautiful plant. And if there's a yeah, palm well, tree, they'll climb up it. Oh well, no palm tree. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've got an apple tree nearby, and oh. I keep looking at it, and I sort of say, "Stay away, or I chop you off." Yeah, because <laughs> every time a leaf goes too far, I take the bread knife out and ah. I cut it off. That's a, I love a bread knife. It's a, it's a fantastic garden tool. All right. Very knife. quickly, we're going to go to Kylie and Dianella, who sent us an email as well. Hi, Kylie. We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, morning, Rose, Sabrina. Um, we went away for a few days. The sprinklers didn't come on uh, for a couple of times and the frangipanis. Oh, um, it's not looking good, is it? No. no. And we've watered it and that, I'm just hoping that nature might... Help it. You know, you know what you need to do, Kylie. I, I know it's going to break your heart, but you have to prune. There's a lot of rotten wood on that. You have yep. to prune that frangipani. Take all the green stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, cut it right down. Like take. Yep. I would be taking at least a third off it. Any of okay. the branches that are withered, they have to come off entirely. Otherwise, you'll lose the whole tree. Okay, all right. And just quickly. Sorry, Kylie, we're just going to have to let you go. Um, Hope that's going to help you at least with the frangipani. Um, We've got to get out of the studio. We've ripped through another episode of Roots and Shoots. And it's time to go and enjoy what's left of the long weekend. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, Sabby. Let's do it all again next weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Safe travels if you're out on the roads. Uh, We're out of here. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 